Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and let's get rolling with today's episode. Don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends about it, and we'll keep this thing rolling. So we've been talking about football a lot the last several shows, and for good reason. The Kansas Jayhawks have been featured quite a bit over the past several weeks, including at Big 12 Media Days last week. You've got Jalen Daniels at quarterback, preseason Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year. 91% of the offensive production coming back from last year's team. 80 Over 80% of the defensive production coming back from last year's team. And this KU team is set to be even better than last year's six-win team, the first time they'd won six wins or more in 13 years, the first time they'd been to a bowl game in 14 years. So, yeah, there's a lot of good about KU football. Uh, Their best recruiting class so far for 2024 uh, to date in in the Lance Leipold there for sure, but since they've gone to the Big 12, this is their highest-rated recruiting class. And it's also the first time... In 20 years, that the entire coaching staff will remain intact heading into a second season. There's been a lot of turnover at Kansas. There's been some really bad teams. There's been not much good coming out of the Kansas football program. So we have been discussing what's been happening because it's been so great. There's been a lot of hype surrounding this Kansas football team. And it's all just around the corner. Football season starting just over a month away. Kansas football starting on Friday, September 1st, at home, in the booth against Missouri State. Make sure you get out there and support your Kansas Jayhawks football. Should be a great time and a great season for the Jayhawks. But you know there's been some KU news happening in the past few weeks while we've been discussing the football team. So I want to get back into some basketball We know football season's coming up, but I want to talk about some basketball because we have missed a little bit of Kansas basketball news. I know you guys want to stay up to date with that. I know you love your Kansas Jayhawk basketball program, so let's dive into some KU hoops today. Knowing that Kansas football is coming up and going to be dominating the news in August, let's talk some KU hoops. So since our last podcast, Late Night in the Fog was announced. So yeah, that's a fun time. Every year... Late Night in the Fog has become a thing ever since 1989 with Larry Brown. That's when it kind of kicked off. Of course, back then, it was a midnight. It was a midnight event. You'd get into it. You'd go to Late Night at the Fog. It was literally Late Night at the Fog. They couldn't have their first basketball practice till 12.01 a.m. The first one started out with about a couple thousand fans, and since then, it sells out every year. So if you want to go to Late Night, Mark your calendars for Friday, October 6th. Details on this event will be released in the next coming weeks. But in the past, it's been a fantastic time. I've actually never been. But seeing everybody that's gone out to the event, seeing people talk about it on social media, it makes me jealous that I haven't been to one of these. Maybe I should go out there this year, try to plan to get out to late night at the Fog for my first time. We'll see if I can get out there. But... It's always a good time. Last year, it was DJ Diesel, Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, a.k.a. 
one of the greatest centers to play basketball of all time. Shaquille O'Neal goes out to the fog and does a DJ set as DJ Diesel. So I heard that was a fun time. All you guys who were out there last year or the year before that, you had Snoop Dogg out there with some strippers out there shaking their tail feathers, their Jayhawk tail feathers, uh, out at late night at the fog. I know there was some controversy surrounding that. Bill Self going out in a promo video wearing a de- wearing a gold-plated Adidas chain. Uh, you know, I thought it was pretty funny, honestly. But uh, some people were a little bit nervous because they were shooting money out of cannons. That was before NIL and everything like that. So it's you never know what you're going to see out at late night. You've got new recruits coming in, going to be attending that event as well. So October 6th, Friday night, late night at the Fog. Mark your calendars if you want to go see that event. Of course, it is a free event. You just got to get your tickets early because it is event that it is an event that sells out every year. So get there, get there early for that, and and try to have a good time with your fellow Jayhawk fans. Here's some bad news since we last talked on the Kansas Jayhawk program. I know you don't want to hear bad news, but unfortunately for the Jayhawks, they're losing their second 2023 freshman comet. They lost Chris Johnson earlier this summer. He t- decommitted from KU and ended up going to Texas, which is closer to home for him. He was from Texas. He wasn't seeing the playing time, and he wanted to go back to Texas. He figured, you know what? I'm blocked here at Kansas. I want to go somewhere where I can try to play sooner. So Chris Johnson, gone. Then this week, just this week, Marcus Adams Jr., a guy I've talked about on this podcast guy that I was excited about. He was a guy out of California, a four-star prospect, that was able to switch his eligibility from the 2024 recruiting class to 2023. He graduated early so that he could declassify and get into the 2023 class. Reclassify. I said declassify. That's some government stuff. No, he didn't declassify. He reclassified into the 2023 class. By graduating early, but this past week, he announced that he would like to be released from his national letter of intent to KU, which is kind of odd because he's been playing with the team this summer at summer training camps. He's been playing with the team at scrimmages. Uh, He went to freshman move-in weekend at KU when that happened. So it's just very odd timing that Marcus Adams Jr. would decide to ask if he could be released from his national letter of intent. Now, my my thinking on this is he wasn't seeing the playing time or he was getting the playing time and not looking as good as maybe people thought he was going to there during the training camps, during the scrimmages. And here's what Bill Self had to say earlier in the summer About Marcus Adams Jr., Bill Self said he's good with the ball in his hands. He can make plays for others. We think he's underrated, and he can find immediate uh, immediate minutes with the departure of some of our wing players. Now, we all know Kansas had quite a bit of turnover this offseason, losing guys to the transfer portal, losing guys to the NBA, losing guys to graduation. So Marcus Adams Jr. was going to be a guy that reclassified from the 2024 class to get into the 2023 class. 
And unfortunately, we're not going to be able to see if he could reach his potential. Uh, Self saying that he was going to be an underrated guy and find some immediate minutes. Well, Adams is gone now. So I'm not going to fault the kid for leaving to go somewhere else if he wasn't thinking that he was going to be able to get the playing time initially. If he wants to go somewhere else where he can get that immediate playing time, uh, that's just the way it's going in today's day and age with the way the transfer portal is. With the way the transfer portal is set up nowadays, that's just the way it is. If you see a freshman that's not getting the playing time, uh, they go somewhere else. That's just how it's played out these days in college basketball, in college sports in general. But what's unique about this is that Adams was on campus practicing with the team, never played a game with the Jayhawks, never even started a season with the Jayhawks. So I guess he's just trying to get out and get ahead of it. He's trying to to make moves before the season even starts so that maybe he can transfer into another program. I'm not sure where he's looking. Uh, at this point, he's not a Jayhawk, so I don't much care about Marcus Adams. I hate to say it. I uh, don't mean to be mean to the kid or anything. I'm not saying go roast him on social media or anything. But at this point, honestly, I don't care about Marcus Adams Jr. He is not a Jayhawk anymore. Wherever he lands, good luck to him, but I don't care. As long as he's not going to another team and beating us during March Madness. That's that's the only time that I care about Marcus Adams Jr. now that he's going to another team. Just don't beat KU when you come back around. That's all I care about. But for Marcus Adams Jr., he decided to head somewhere else. Good luck to him, but the Jayhawks are going to just be just fine without Marcus Adams Jr. Adam was was just going to be a depth piece in 2023-2024. You weren't, even though Bill Self said that, even though Bill Self mentioned that he could play minutes right away, he was going to be a depth piece this year. He was going to be a guy that played maybe a couple minutes a game. That's what Marcus Adams Jr. was going to do in 2023 for the Jayhawks. The only concern for me now is depth. Now, for Marcus Adams Jr. to be able to have more playing time and a bigger role in this team, there would need to be some injuries ahead of him. So hopefully we don't see any injuries that would make us miss Marcus Adams Jr. But right now I'm not too concerned. Here is what the roster looks like now. There's been a lot of movement this offseason, a ton of movement. I've never... In my entire time following the Kansas Jayhawks since I was a youngster back in the early 90s, I have not seen an offseason like this in Kansas basketball history. There's been so much turnover from the transfer portal to the graduates to the NBA. There's just been so much movement. So let's go back through where we're at right now with the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team. Here are your returning Players from last year's team. Really, there's only three left. You got point guard Dewan Harris Jr. He's a starter. You got Kevin McCullough Jr. who announced he's coming back for his second super senior season. That's right. He's coming back for a second super senior season. Kevin McCullough Jr., very excited about him coming back to the squad. Of course, he started at Texas Tech, transferred to KU last year. Played his redshirt senior season last year. Had a second senior season to come back because of the COVID year. 
So that's why we get Kevin McCullough Jr. for another season. That was a critical and key bring back for the Jayhawks. So you got Dewan Harris Jr., your starting point guard. You got Kevin McCullough Jr. And you've got K.J. Adams, your power forward, a returning starter as well. And just in the past few weeks, not sure if I've really had a chance to talk about this yet on the podcast, but Zach Clements is returning from last year's roster. However, Zach Clements is going to be redshirted this year. Bill Self mentioned that Clements was going to be redshirted so he wouldn't interfere with any of the other transfers coming in and interrupting their playing time. Zach Clements is going to get the training with the Kansas Jayhawks. He's going to get the coaching from the Kansas Jayhawks. He's going to get the the team camaraderie from the Kansas Jayhawks. So it was good for uh, Clements to come back to be able to uh, be a part of the team, go through the workouts, do everything that he's going to do. He's just not going to get any uh, on-court playing time this year. So hopefully Clemens can be one of those rare guys that sticks around the program and elevates when he's a junior and senior after his redshirt season this year. We'll see what happens with that. But you got these guys coming back from the Big 12 championship team. They were a number one seed in the West in the NCAA tournament. And Self is excited about those guys obviously coming back. You've got some experience there. In the starting five. Then you've got Hunter Dickinson. The consensus top player in the transfer portal. Decided to come to Kansas. He's going to be your center. He's your 7-1 sharpshooter. That can play anywhere on the court. Uh, Join the Jayhawks. Is expected to be one of their starters this year. You've got Nick Timberlake. Artario Morris. They're two guards. That are going to be. Trying to get into the starting lineup. Right now that. Fifth spot in the starting lineup is kind of up for grabs. Nick Timberlake seems like he's the guy that's kind of leaning toward being that fifth starter at this point. But Arterio Morris, he's more of a point guard type, so he'll be backing up, most likely he'll be backing up DeWan Harris Jr. this year as he looks forward to the future. I still think Arterio Morris is going to get a lot of minutes. But Nick Timberlake seems like the transfer that has the chance to be that fifth starter. You've also got Parker Brown, Christian Brown's brother, who transferred in and will finish out his career at KU. And those are the three transfers, uh, or four transfers, excuse me. you got Hunter Dickinson, Nick Timberlake, Arterio Morris, and Parker Brown. All those guys uh, are your transfers that are on the team. And then you've got your true freshmen coming in. You've got Jackson and McDowell. Mentioned them earlier in the show. Elmarco Jackson and Jamari McDowell, your five-star and four-star players that were likely outperforming Marcus Adams Jr., which is probably why he took off into the transfer portal. But you've got Jackson and McDowell, who are going to be the lone freshmen, at least at this point, on campus this fall. The speculation right now from reports, people that have been at their practices, that have seen their scrimmages, it looks like Jackson is the guy that could push Nick Timberlake for that fifth and final starting spot. Still a lot of time left. We'll see what happens there. So you've got essentially 11 players right now that are on scholarship that could have some potential playing time. And... You usually like to have a couple more guys than that. 
but you've also got your six walk-on players. So maybe these walk-on guys will get a bigger shot than they normally would have in the past. Bill Self just doesn't want to add guys to the rosters for the sake of adding bodies. But here's your six walk-on players. you got Charlie McCarthy, Justin Cross, Wilder Evers, Michael Jankovic, Dylan Wilhitty, and former Kansas basketball manager Patrick Cassidy. If you have not checked out my article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com, go look up the Patrick Cassidy KU Hoops article that I have over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. Great story. Would love to see Patrick Cassidy get into some of these games early in the season when they're playing some non-conference games. But those are your six walk-on players. And Bill Self said that there's still time to add a couple more players to the mix if the fit is right. And that is key because Self doesn't want to just bring a random guy in off the street who's not going to fit well with the team, who's not going to mix well and mesh with the players or the coaching staff for that matter. So we'll see what happens there. Here's why I think Jayhawk fans should not be worried about Marcus Adams Jr. leaving the program. Here's the first reason. He wasn't going to get much playing time this season, barring significant injuries to the roster ahead of him. And losing somebody like Marcus Adams Jr. may have hurt more in the past. May have hurt more in the past when you're considering a long-term development of players, long-term development of younger players within a program, But in today's transfer portal era, it's easier for both parties to move on at this point. It's easy for Marcus Adams Jr. to say, peace out, guys. I'm heading to a spot where I'm going to get playing time immediately. And it's easier for KU to say, all right, we're releasing you from your national letter of intent because we can fill your spot. It's not a huge deal. Good luck to you. Good luck to your future endeavors. Hopefully you have a good college career and end up in the NBA. But... We're not sweating it at this point. So Kansas fans, you shouldn't be worried about Adams leaving. He wasn't going to get much playing time this year anyway. Focus on the guys that you have. And I think that this team is still going to be a top five team without Adams on the team. So that is exactly why you don't need to worry at this point. Now, late July, I will say, late July is cutting it close if Bill Self is looking to add any new players at this point, but it can be done. There are a few open spots on this roster, so here's one player to keep an eye on. I want you to remember this name, and when the Kansas Jayhawks sign this guy, you're going to remember you heard it here first on the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Keep an eye on Australian small forward Johnny Furphy. That's right, Johnny Furphy. Johnny Furphy is the name that you're going to want to remember. You heard it here on the Jayhawker Talker podcast first. Johnny Furphy being recruited by the Kansas Jayhawks. He wants to be a professional basketball player, but right now has said that he wants to go to college first. So Kansas could be a fit. And here's why Johnny Furphy, the Australian small forward basketball player, could fit with the Kansas Jayhawks. There's so many similarities between Furphy and Marcus Adams Jr., First of all, Furphy is 6'7 and 180 pounds, almost the exact same as Marcus Adams Jr. Then he's a, a versatile player. He can play the 1, the 2, the 3, the 4. You can He can kind of play wherever you want him to in the offense. Then also like Adams, he reclassified from the 2024 class to the 2023 class in hopes of improving his game so he can make that next step to be closer to a professional career. So Johnny Furphy, Johnny Furphy is a guy that you want to remember. 
the Australian small forward Johnny Furphy. Again, one more time, Johnny Furphy is his name. (laughs) And I'm hoping that Johnny Furphy becomes a Kansas Jayhawk because how fun would it be to hear the name Johnny Furphy called out over the national broadcast. You hear Jay Billis talking about Johnny Furphy. You hear uh, Kansas play-by-play guy. You, you hear him talking about Johnny Furphy. It would be great. Anyway, that's about it for the uh, the the freak-out factor on Marcus Adams Jr. leaving. I don't think you need to freak out at all. He wasn't going to be playing. you got a guy like Johnny Furphy that you could maybe bring in here. But we'll keep an eye on that uh, and see see what happens with that going forward. Really quickly, before we end the podcast today, I, I just want to talk about Hunter Dickinson really quick. Dickinson, obviously a guy that we have high hopes for this year with the Kansas Jayhawks, hoping to help them get back to a Big 12 championship and potentially win a national championship. A lot of good could come out of this uh, deal with Hunter Dickinson coming to Kansas. But... Hunter Dickinson recently went on a uh, podcast with Mitch Lightfoot and Christian, former KU players, to talk about his transition from Michigan to KU and the differences between where he's from near Washington, D.C. and Lawrence, Kansas. And you'll love to see what Hunter Dickinson had to say about Kansas, about the Jayhawk fans, about Lawrence. And this is what Hunter Dickinson had to say about playing in a new town. He said, I'd say it's pretty similar to Ann Arbor. In a sense, Ann Arbor is probably a little bit bigger population-wise. But in the terms of a city like the downtown area, he remind, it's reminding him of like a normal city. Obviously, being from D.C., it's not the same. It's a little bit more laid back. But Hunter Dickinson said this, I do like Lawrence. It's Lawrence, Kansas. It's not Washington, D.C., but I like it here. I like the slow pace. I like the laid back feel. And that describes Lawrence perfectly. It is a laid-back town. You can go there and hang out on Mass Street. You can hit up a couple bars. You can go to an art shop. You can go to a record store. Lawrence, if I could describe Lawrence in one word, I would say it is chill. And that is just what Hunter Dickinson described. Hunter Dickinson goes on to say he can feel the difference in the people. And that was something that was compelling about Lawrence, Kansas. This is what he had to say about going down Mass Street in Lawrence, Kansas. He said, going down Mass Street feels like a town that has its own culture, all that kind of stuff. I'm super excited when students get back into town and the town is hustling and bustling and stuff like that. Just walking around, the people are super, super welcoming, super nice, definitely has those Midwest vibes. I feel like at Michigan, they weren't as nice there. They were nice people, but not as nice. As Kansas, I feel like Michigan is kind of like a fake Midwest. Kansas is actually like a Midwest town, a real Midwest town. I love my time in Michigan, but people here at Kansas are especially nice. What a quote from Hunter Dickinson. I I love that because they're going to use that for future transfer portal recruiting. They're going to use that for freshman recruiting. They are going to be ready to use that to their advantage And I love to hear it. Hunter Dickinson saying that you people in Lawrence, Kansas are especially nice. A true Midwest town, unlike the fake nice people up in Michigan. So I love to hear that from Hunter Dickinson. That's about it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter at JayhawkerTalker. We can keep the conversation going there. Don't forget to download and subscribe. Give this podcast a five-star rating. And tell five Jayhawk friends about 
this podcast. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Always check out my latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.